Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would speak your word to us, and that we would hear your word, and it would bear fruit in our lives, all to your honor and glory. So we pray this in Jesus' name, and for his sake. Amen. Please be seated. All this being under stuff. As we look through the book of Romans, which we've been doing for the last few weeks, we are said to be under sin. We're under the law. Or in the wider contemporary world, we're under executive orders or under lockdowns. We don't like being under these authorities. I mean, let's be honest, we're Americans. We don't like being under anything. Especially on this July 4th weekend, we remember that we are no longer under England. I just have to tell you this story. Uh, Phil Later used to serve as the ambassador to the court of St. James. That is, he was the U.S. ambassador to the U.K., and somehow he found himself at a Commonwealth Day reception hosted by the Queen of England um, for Commonwealth ambassadors. That's ambassadors that are uh, from countries that are still somewhat loyal to the Queen. Think places like Canada. To say the least, the U.S. would not typically be included in a Commonwealth Day. We fought a war over that, thank you very much. Well, the Queen saw the U.S. ambassador, ambassador later, and said to him, what are you doing here? And he responds, oh, I'm here as a representative of your alumni association. <laughs> yes, he said that to the Queen of England, and both of them laughed. But the fact is that, especially as Americans, we're proud not to be under anything. Well, our reading from Romans 7 and 8 calls us to acknowledge how we are or at least were, under something. And that our liberation that we now have is not a result of anything that we did. We didn't fight the war and win. God has done it, and not us. So throughout the book of Romans up to this point, we have seen that uh, before God, all people are guilty and in need of rescue. And through what Jesus has done, through his death on the cross for us, God has intervened and saved all who trust in him. And now, here we are at Romans chapter 8, and Paul highlights, as a result of all of this, he highlights two blessings that we now have because of what Jesus has done for us. Two earth-shattering and life-altering blessings for all of us who are in Jesus. So if you would, turn with me in your bulletins or in your Bible to Romans chapter 8, and I want us to see the, together today these two blessings that are highlighted for us as a result of what Jesus has done. And so the first one that we see, this first blessing that this passage says that we have in Jesus, the first one is no condemnation. Chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. 
in light of the first seven chapters of Roman, in light of all that we've seen that's gone before, because of all of that, that's what the therefore points to, because of all of that, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Those who have come under Jesus, who come to him in faith, who have been transferred out of our natural place in Adam, as we saw a couple weeks ago, transferred out of that world into Jesus' whole new world with him as our head and as our leader. For all who have had that happen, there is now no condemnation for sin for us. Jesus has changed us and saved us and forgiven us and transformed us and he's paid the penalty so that we are no longer guilty. In Christ, we are no longer under the condemnation of sin and death. That is no longer true for us. So when I was young, I got picked on. Then I got bigger than everybody else and they started just ignoring me. But for quite a while in elementary and into middle school, I really got picked on quite a bit. And I remember crying out either inside or out loud. I remember crying out, that's not true. What you're saying about me, it's not true. Well, Romans 8, chapter 1, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So when the enemy comes along and tells you that you're not good enough or reminds you of all the things that you've done wrong and you knew better or tries to convince you that you're worthless or you've, you're too far gone to be loved, that is not true of you in Christ. And this isn't the cry of sort of a helpless fifth grader. This is the strong and confident statement of a beloved child of God. That is not true of you anymore in Christ. In Christ, there is now no condemnation for your sin. Your sin, as it says, was condemned with Jesus on the cross. It is no longer yours to carry. And now, for all who are in Christ, there is now no condemnation because Jesus condemned the sin with him on the cross. So when that lie creeps in and says you're not good enough or you don't really belong here or if they only knew what you had done or what had been done to you, when that lie creeps in, then you hold on to this truth that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Jesus has set you free. He's paid for your sin and Jesus has transformed you and given you his Holy Spirit. As Paul says elsewhere, and that is what you were, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Maybe that is what you were, but not anymore in Jesus. So friends, no matter what it is that we face, no matter what happens to us, we who are in Jesus are safe. Our sin has been washed away. We've been buried with Jesus and raised with him to new life. We've been adopted into his family. This is Romans 6 that we looked at last week. We are no longer in Christ under the power of sin and death, but we are filled with the Holy Spirit and given this blessing 
this blessing that there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So the first blessing that we see here is no condemnation. And the second that we see in this passage is the blessing of liberation. Liberation. Verse 2. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Not because God just ignores sin or because sin isn't really a big deal. No, there is no condemnation because, verse 2, because the Spirit of life has set you free from the law of sin and death. In Christ, we are filled with the Holy Spirit and we have been liberated. Now, it is perhaps a bit odd for Paul to write about the, quote, law of sin and death. Because he's actually talking about the Old Testament law, which was God's gracious gift to his people. The problem is that the Old Testament law shows that we are unable to keep God's commandments. And even those who are incredibly careful to keep God's commandments so uh, strictly and carefully still can't be transformed by doing that. As sinners, we need to be transformed. And trying our best to keep the commandments just doesn't do that. So, Paul writes in verse 3, For God has done in Jesus what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. Because of our weakness, because of our sinfulness, because of our corruption, the law is completely incapable of transforming us and making us not sinners. But God has done for us in Jesus what the law could never do. It says in verse 3, God sent his own son and condemned sin in his body for us. God has done for us what the law never could, actually liberating us from sin and death and then actually transforming us on the inside. What the law could not do, God has done for us through Jesus' death and filling us with the Holy Spirit. See, because of our weakness... We're incapable of living holy lives. We're incapable of holiness and purity. But filled with the Holy Spirit, we are now able to live holy lives. So the, the no condemnation part is essential for realizing that we are no longer under judgment for what we do wrong. But this liberation part, this filled with the Holy Spirit, is essential to now actually being able to do what is right. So... I'm a pastor, that doesn't surprise you, but in my job, one of the things that I end up doing a lot is I regularly talk with people who are hurting. And as the saying goes, and unfortunately is often true, as the saying goes, hurting people hurt people. Oftentimes when we are hurting, we lash out and hurt other people. And so I have many times gone and processed with someone uh, who has either lashed out at me or at someone else. It's part of what we do. And one of the th it's one thing to forgive that person and not hold it against them. That's one important step, but that's one piece of it. 
not condemning them for their hurtful words or actions. But it's a very different thing for them to actually do the inner work of change and learning how to speak and act differently. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But then this other blessing that we have is that we are then actually filled with the Holy Spirit and we are finally empowered to actually live changed lives. To be transformed by God. So the first blessing, we have no longer any need to be afraid or overly concerned about our past sin. But this other blessing that we have of liberation shows us that we now can move forward in holiness and purity, empowered by God himself. So if we ever find ourselves thinking, it's okay to keep sinning, or it's no big deal, or to use St. Augustine's phrase, God, make me chaste, but not yet. But when we willingly keep on sinning and actively, uh, without actively joining in with the Holy Spirit's power given to us to overcome, then we're missing out on the power and the freedom that we have in Jesus to do what is right. That comes from being filled with his Holy Spirit. In Christ, you have been given the Holy Spirit and you, you have been, not just you need to be, but you have been in Christ liberated and set free from the power of sin and you no longer need to be trapped in it because in christ filled with his holy spirit you have been liberated from the power of sin and so friends if there were a central part of the bible where the message of what god has done for us is put forth in its most glorious i would suggest that this would be pretty close to that center this is what God has done for us in Jesus. He has joined us to Jesus in faith. And because of our union with him, we can no longer be condemned because of our sin, because it has been paid for. It has been wiped away. It has been taken by Jesus. And then filled with the Holy Spirit, we are liberated. We're set free from that wretched power of sin and death. And we can live as free and whole children of God. So as we go from here today, may that truth in Christ, that we are no longer condemned, but we are filled with the Holy Spirit and set free, may that truth go with us and renew the joy of our hearts. So as Paul writes elsewhere, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. Amen.